Hello, homemakers, and welcome to the Art of Home podcast, where we are exploring how homemakers cultivate a place to belong one story at a time. I am your host, Allison Weeks. I'm a wife, I'm a mom to four grown kids, and I've been practicing the art of home for 30 years. Thanks to all our regular listeners for tuning in again, and for you new listeners, welcome. We are so glad you found this podcast, and I pray it will be an encouragement to you all. We have a great interview of a newbie homemaker for you today, but before we get to that, just a couple of reminders. Podcasting is a one-way form of communication, so I wanted to make sure that there were at least a couple of other avenues to have conversations with listeners. We do have a presence on most social platforms. However, Instagram is where we are most active, so make sure that you are following us over there at The Art of Home Podcast. And don't be shy please reach out. I love getting DMs from listeners telling me how the show has impacted their homemaking. It really encourages me as I continue to make episodes and think of ways to serve homemakers through the show. You can also talk to us literally by leaving a voicemail on our website. Let us know how the show is inspiring your homemaking. Give us your ideas for topics. Tell us how we could improve the show or just say hi. Go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash contact. Links are in the show notes below. Now, about today's interview, I am talking with newbie homemaker Jeanette Rath. I've known Jeanette for many years. We served together in worship ministry, and I've watched her blossom and grow into a delightful young woman. Jeanette carried herself with grace and faithful service through a season of singleness when, about five years ago, God delighted her with the desire that she had treasured in her heart for as long as she could remember. He brought Ben into her life and they recently celebrated their third wedding anniversary. In this conversation, we talk about Jeanette's experience of learning to keep a house while managing some physical challenges. She's learning that rest isn't earned, but is a gift from our good God. Jeanette also talks about seeing the goodness of God in the face of tragedy. Two days before we recorded this interview, Uvalde, Texas, the next town over from Hondo, where she and Ben live, suffered unimaginable loss and trauma when a gunman opened fire in an elementary school and claimed 21 lives. She shares a little bit about how they have been able to serve the community through the prayer ministry that they host in their home. Though Jeanette hasn't been keeping a home for decades, she is keen to learn as much as she can and to treasure the everyday moments of beauty all around her. Her artistic personality comes through in this conversation, as she has some of the most unique answers I have ever heard. She is delightful, and I know you will enjoy Jeanette's colorful story of home. I'm here today with my friend Jeanette Rath, and she is a newbie homemaker who we're going to talk about her experience in homemaking over the last few years. But before we do that, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Okay. My name is Jeanette Rath. I have been married to an incredible man, uh, Ben Rath, for three years, um, three and a half. Um, we grew up 25 minutes away from each other, mm-hmm. and um, the Lord kept us both safe and protected um, until about five or seven years ago, we discovered each other. Um, the Lord kicked me in the behind <laughs> and said, hey, this is the man for you. And I'm so glad he did. Not to talk a whole bunch about 
um, I love live or anything, but I rediscovered some old uh, journals mm. and I've always wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. Always wanted a home. I wanted, I, I cried routinely over having someone to clean socks for. Oh, <laughs> and um, knowing Ben, knowing what the Lord had for me was just incredible. I just was reading those and he was walking by and I was like, Ben, like if I only knew you existed, like, Oh, I'm so grateful. So um, he is a worshiper. He loves the Lord, but he's one of those quiet leaders. Mm. Um, So a year ago in April, the Lord brought us to Hondo, Texas. And uh, he brought us here because we fell in love with this house. Mm -hmm. And now we fall in love with Hondo. So I'm a full-time homemaker. Um, I am a freelance children's book illustrator. So I like to tell people, my profession is making faces. <laughs> and the Lord has led us into prayer ministry. Cool. Opening our home. So, yeah. Awesome. That's me. I'm excited. We're going to talk about all of those things. Um, but first, let's go back to the beginning. So, would you would consider would you consider you became a homemaker when you married Ben? No. No? Okay. Let's no. go back further. We, our family had a really neat blessing in that my mom um, and my dad, they had Wyatt when Elizabeth and I were 10 years old. Okay. So there was three of us girls, and then we were 12 and 10, and we had a new brother. So mom said, girls, I'm retiring. <laughs> Can y'all run the house? And so we were like, cool, you, you've given us the tools we need. Like, uh-huh. now we're in charge. So she just laid on the couch, took care of the baby. Of course, he was fine. He's graduating high school. Oh, in a couple of weeks, which is amazing. But that was amazing for us to have that responsibility. And so we got a lot of skills that way. Um, both of my grandmas have really impacted how I keep house. I'm a lot like my grandma Dillard, um, my my dad's mom. Like I was moving furniture and like <laughs> yeah, kind of being fussy about things. Um, and then my mom's mom, they lived out on the farm. Mm-hmm. And... I loved her, the way she made her space beautiful. It was very simple, and it was literally, she drug things around and was clever about putting them together. um, So I feel like I've really inherited that. I got to have both of them at my wedding, um, and then we promptly lost both of them in one year. So I, uh, very special ladies. Yeah. 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 Both loved the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to have some really special times with them. So that's such that's such a treasure. I'm so glad to know that they were able to be there. I didn't realize that you lost both of them in the same year. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you? Um, so okay. First, let me clarify. There were three of you girls when your brother and I didn't know there was such a big gap between Ten the girls years. and your brother. And you're a twin. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yes. 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 So that's Hi, why you <laughs> that's why you said we were twelve and ten, but you said there was three girls. I was like, well, I should probably tell them that she's a twin. So yeah. a twelve year old and two ten year olds. Mm-hmm. Right. And y'all were in charge of taking care of your baby or taking care of the house while your mom took care of the baby brother. Yes. Okay. And then we got the best baby doll. Yeah. But I mean, he's no baby anymore. No. He's a man. And he with towers a Mustang. How tall is he? He's like six four. Yeah. I had to ask him. I was like, because my dad is 6'6". Six, six, so yeah, well, like, all of you are pretty tall. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
That's cool. Okay. So you had plenty of opportunity to learn some skills yes. with your sisters um, under your mom's tutelage and under your grandmother's. Um, yeah. So did you feel pretty prepared for homemaking once you got married? Now, wait, let me go back because you had that little cottage kind of with yes. your sister on your parents' property before you got married, right? I had, for the first time in my life, uh-huh. my own room. <laughs> and Elizabeth and I, we had a house cleaning business through college. Right. And then I worked at the coffee shop. So um, we like we cleaned. That was our thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would clean and I'd say, Lord, someday I'm going to clean my own floor. Mm-hmm. And that was my prayer. And so I love cleaning my house. Um, I don't, you know, it's not like showroom sterile or anything, but I, it really is a joy to do that Yeah. Um, for, for my family. Um, and then at the coffee shop, I probably picked up more bad habits <laughs> there. Um, just like, impulsively like cleaning all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you done with that plate? I'm going to go clean it right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I felt, I felt pretty prepared in that way. So did you have anything in particular that was a real steep learning curve for you? Time management yeah. is very difficult when you're a full-time homemaker mm. um, and you're already struggling with like valuing your time. Mm, okay. um, that is something I'm, I'm still in the weeds on that and Mm -hmm. like slowly coming out because it's really easy to think, well, you know, well, that person, they have an exception, like they're valuable because they have a child or they have a outside job or something. Yeah. I'm just like the maid (laughs) and I had to get my head out of like something that really helped me was thinking like Downton Abbey. I'm not Daisy. Mm -hmm. I'm the lady of this house. Yeah. And like, I get to clean the floor or whatever. Yeah. And that was something I had to really pull my pull myself out of the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I think that would be the biggest struggle for me. I want to talk about expectations a little bit. Yeah. Okay. What were some things that surprised you about homemaking? Oh, that I wasn't going to be perfect at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Surprise! <laughs> or like my... My life is not static or like every day looks different for me. And I'm learning to embrace that. And people change. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful they do. Mm-hmm. Um, not to go back to Ben, I guess whenever he's at work, I'm missing him. But I'm like, I'm so glad that like he is going to change. And he's already changed because mm-hmm. he's a believer. I'm a believer. The Lord is making him into something new and beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's it's such a pleasure to be part of that. And like, I have to turn it on myself and be like, Lord's doing that for you too. And you're not the same person you were yeah. at the beginning. And that's a good thing. So yeah, change. Change. That's the one thing that's constant. Yes. Is everything's always changing. Yes. Yeah. First time I heard that, I was like, oh, you're just jaded. You know, <laughs> Some like really jaded guy that said it. Um, but I, I like it now. So you're learning to embrace the changes. It sounds like I am. That's good. Yeah. Being always flexible. My husband and I used to say this all the time, simper Gumby. So, you know, Gumby, the little little toy where you could like stretch him and and pull him and like always Gumby, always flexible. I think he learned that at work somewhere. I don't remember, but anyway, I wanted to share that with my mom. She loves Gumby. Yeah. Simper Gumby. So. 
Were there any unrealistic expectations that you brought here with you into this life of homemaking? Oh, yeah. Okay, so why don't you give us an example? Like Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. like level of constancy. Okay. Which for some people, like like my dad was very, he's always like loves a routine. He's incredible at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not built that way. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's always been hard for me because I thought I should. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been really watching where I want to say should. Yeah. I should do this. I should do that. Right. I heard something really beautiful. So um, being a, I don't know, I don't know how many generations of my family were gardeners. Um, I just said, okay, I volunteer myself as being a gardener. <laughs> and um, the Lord has been slowly giving me opportunities to grow that. And I just love how gardening is so forgiving. And I try to avoid reading what the internet has to say about gardening because there's so many rules. I heard Shay Elliott mm-hmm. on the Homemaker Sheet said, everybody gardens different. And that was just, oh, it was the permission I needed. Yeah. Because I'm out there and I have all these perennials. So, you know, early spring, I'm moving things around, you know, Uh dig it up, put it somewhere, see if it lives. Okay. It didn't like, it's a lot of experimentation. Yeah. And so freeing myself from, this is what you should do to, this is what you can do. And this is what you can do Mm -hmm. is like, that's what I needed. And that's just, that's just me. I'm very out of the box. Well, you are an artist and artists tend to think differently about things. So, yeah. So would you say that that mindset is maybe starting to seep into the house and not just in the garden? It's always been, I think, um, because I had my own space Mm -hmm. for that amount of like two years or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to, I, there was absolutely nobody who cared about what I was, how I was living. And um, that made that part of it really simple to uh-huh. transition. Because Ben was like, well, I, you know, if you want to move furniture around, like, that reminds me that I have a creative wife and what come home from work and yeah. something's moved. It's like, oh, Jeanette's having fun. Yeah. And I was like, thank you for that. <laughs> I grew up in a family where it was like, oh no, she's moving furniture again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except that couch. I'm not going to move that couch. Is it, it looks pretty heavy. <laughs> really, really heavy. Well, okay, so how about your priorities? We know that we, we need our priorities to be in a certain order um, as believers, right? We want to make sure that we put God first because if he's not first, then everything else doesn't even matter and it's certainly not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> So what are some practical steps that you take to keep your priorities in order and set your priorities? Because you mentioned that you struggled a little bit with valuing your time as a homemaker and feeling like, well, you know, their time is more valuable or whatever, and just really getting in. What what are some things that you're practically doing to help help yourself in that area? Well, I have my planner. Okay. Um, I used to just have scraps of paper (laughs) where I wrote (laughs) things on it. Yeah. Um, but the planner is a record, which I really like records. Mm-hmm. Um, I like records too, but like this is a recording of <laughs> my life. She um, likes vinyl. She's into yeah. vinyl, vinyl records, but she also likes keeping records. And like it's a journal. my brain. Yeah. It's my brain. Yeah. Um, and so I write 
things down and seeing it in paper looking right back at you mm-hmm. is really good. But um, I like to look at it as my plan. My Let's see. What would it be? It would be your plan B. Okay. Because plan A is what happens. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you get interrupted. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, everybody gets interrupted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just holding things loosely. But having them in black and white, for me, it's always been just a good reminder. Yeah. And when my when I start to feel unrested, mm-hmm. that's when I realize something's out of whack. Um, and I can go weeks thinking that things are fine. Yeah. Kind of get to a point where it's not working out anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to it's time to sit with yourself. And so I have all through all through my life, I, I would sit down and say, What woman do I want to be? And it's this it's almost the same list all through my life. It's insane. Um, and so I have these constant goals mm-hmm. that I know that must be from the Lord because it's, you know, it's 12-year-old Jeanette. It's 18-year-old Jeanette. Oh, interesting. It is. And it's the same three lists. It's like, I want to be an artist or I want to, you know, make a place beautiful or I want, you know, one of my biggest goals is like I want my gravestone to say she was loved by everyone who knew her. Oh, and that's just a big deal to me. It's just, it's all those like sappy songs, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot songs. <laughs> um, let's get really cryptic now. <laughs> so you're you're learning to put it down on on paper, but not be a slave to the schedule. I like the way you put that. That it's almost like your plan B because because mm-hmm. plan A is what actually happens, and yeah, that's part of that Simper Gumby. Yeah. Mentality. <laughs> be yeah. be willing to just hold your plans loosely. Um, well, I'm not great at the slave thing. I mean, it's really easy to just drive, drive, drive. Like, well, I was going to vacuum that room too. Mm. I can't, I can't sit down now. Mm-hmm. And I have to give up the concept that rest is earned. Oh. Rest is a gift and rest is necessary. Yeah. And when I start to lose my creativity is when I realize tired people can't create. So that's very wise. Wise people have spoken into my life. (laughs) That was my guitar teacher. Oh, cool. Cool. What is a special challenge that you have faced in your homemaking? And how are you working through that challenge to adapt and grow and Maybe what's something that you're thankful for about that challenge? You know, every family has their eh, generational type of uh, problem that's passed down. Mm-hmm. And in our family, uh, we have scoliosis. So I watched my dad deal with it. He He's doing really well now. I mean, he takes great care of himself physically, but he had a very difficult time when we, I was about 13 or something. And I just told God one day, I was like, two things I don't want, chronic pain and a crooked face. (laughs) Oh. Um, (laughs) Well, a few years later, my dad discovered I had scoliosis, and then he discovered Katie had it. And my parents went over time. They were like, we're going to make sure you guys have what you need. Can you, before we go on, can you maybe explain what scoliosis is, just sort of like a brief... Yeah, so scoliosis is a a turned spine. Um, It comes in all different flavors. Mm. (laughs) Basically, it's it's uh, curved. 
Your spine is curved. And it can rotate. Okay. It can be rotated. Um, There are all kinds of crazy cases where people have spinal issues, um, organ issues, and everything. Mm-hmm. My mom, and here's, here's where my mom really shines. Mm-hmm. It has, over the years, I have realized what a gift she gave to me and Katie in that she constantly was searching for ways for us to build our muscles, to give our bodies what we needed. As I've been getting older, um, I've been going to physical therapy, and my goal is to stay active, stay healthy, rather than, you know, start off with a surgery. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I need to do a surgery, I want to be prepared to do that, but I do believe I have more options at this point. We've wanted to, I've wanted to just take control of my health, a responsibility. That's been my view. Because of the exercises, because of the work that my sister and I did, the therapy that we did when we were young, we have, we can listen to our bodies in a way a lot of people can't. Right. And I want to keep that as long as I can. Mm-hmm. But um, just the pressures of like running a house, <laughs> yeah. keeping up with cleaning and just being busy, um, and that superwoman complex. Mm-hmm. Um, I've honestly come to an end of myself far more often than I thought I would at this age. Yeah, and um, I've been struggling with a lot more stiffness and soreness and. Um, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrifying. It and fear immobilizes you. Mm-hmm. So I've had to remind myself that God has given me grace. And I mean Paul was so thankful that he was in such need mm-hmm. every day. And we don't know what Paul's Right. Thorn in the side was. Right. But when the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you, he said, well, then follow that up with, <laughs> then gl- more gladly will I cherish what I have. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, that's been my life verse. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quote it correctly, but that, that verse has definitely shaped so many seasons of my life. Mm. And oh my gosh, you... <laughs> I know the Lord can heal me. <laughs> yeah. He's chosen not to at this time. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean he will not change his mind. But um, my husband has always been supportive of how I look, even. It has d- definitely just made me all wonky. And mm-hmm. um, I will never forget the day he told me, like, I like asymmetrical things. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Because I'm an artist. I've studied yeah. human figure, and I'm like, God made a beautiful thing. And then I'm the one that doesn't get to have that, you know? Yeah. So that's that's a whole nother story, just like how mm-hmm. I view myself. And that's why I have to be so careful with social media. Oh, yeah. Um, And I'll see myself in the reflection, and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And just honoring what the Lord has given me. Just, you know, doing stretches and being like, God, thank you so much. Like, look at all these things my body can do. Right. Look at, you know, taking a deep breath. That's not, not everyone can do that with scoliosis. Mm -hmm. But one thing I want to definitely throw in is 
Every therapist that has seen me has acknowledged that, yes, you have a very crooked back. (laughs) (laughs) I have three curves because each, the main curve will create two extras, you know? Okay. Um, The biggest curve in my lower back is 80 some odd degree curve. Wow. It's it's insane. When I think about it, I'm like, am I going to die? Like, am I going to snap and have like, what is happening? Wow. Um, That doesn't make sense, but... People will say, the therapists that have looked at me, they'll say, girl, your shoulders are level. Your mm-hmm. pelvis is level. Like, you, your organs are fine. Mm-hmm. You can take a deep breath. You have incredible mobility. Um, and I just thank God for what my mom did. Mm. And um, I know there was a hard season for her. Yeah. I mean, she suffered so much. But she was faithful. Mm-hmm. with what the Lord was laying on her heart. And that gave me the foundation I needed physically. Um, and I can, you know, I can look forward and say, I, I don't need to shy away from anything. Yeah. There are times when I want to. <laughs> I'd like to discount myself from a difficult life. But, you know, having, if I may say, chronic pain yeah. as a young person, um, I'm always going to, I'm always going to deal with pain differently than others. And I have to take other people's stories of pregnancy and childbirth and running around with toddlers. I have to take every one of those with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. it's going to be different for me. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want to disqualify myself from anything the Lord has for us. Right. Um, that's a whole nother story <laughs> <laughs> um, for a girl that didn't think a lot about being a mom. Mm-hmm. That I can remember, mm-hmm. the Lord has been definitely growing mother's heart in me mm-hmm. just through different pets he's brought in our life. Yeah. Um, the Lord brought a small ferret into our lives two years ago and just did an incredible healing work in me <laughs> by giving me something that needed help. Aww. And um, and then he brought us Quigley, who was another rescue, um, our little German shepherd. Yeah, um, um, he's not little. No, but he's so gentle and awesome. He's just asleep here at our feet. Yep. He's a gentle giant. Yes. I guess he is a giant. <laughs> the Lord has just been so gracious. So I'm like, you know, Lord, if you've got a little someone with our names on him, mm-hmm. on her, or he's given me a vision for for children. And I'm like, you know what? That's, you know, you do you because, you know, when you can't get off the floor. Your own body weight is just too much. Yeah. When it feels like it's too much. I don't want to be a slave to fear though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to step out of life because I'm afraid of what it might do to me. Right. Um, and you know, we do have an enemy that wants us to, to bow out. Absolutely. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So so yeah, I guess that's what I'm thankful for. In the in the trial. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So my house is not I also you also think, you know, if I didn't have this, if I could keep going, mm-hmm. like, wow, my life would be awesome. My life would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> like I could make all these meals. I could learn how to do all this stuff. But no, like, I can't. Um I have to bring it back and say it's so interesting though. That you have that perspective because a lot of 
what women struggle with in the home is not acknowledging our limitations. Because we have functioning bodies without anything hindering that necessarily, you know, not a situation like what you have where I can literally run myself into the ground just doing more and doing more and doing more instead of recognizing, no, I have limits. And God gave me those limits as a gift. Mm-hmm. I just think your perspective is pretty amazing. Well, I can run myself to the ground too. It just, it doesn't take as much running. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, you know what? If I need to peace out, it's okay. The world will be there when I get up. Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, I can learn to rest well. Let's talk a little bit about hospitality because I know this is something that you're passionate about and we have some things to say about that. Um what are some practical ways that you show hospitality through homemaking? I like having a clean house for people to come into <laughs> a beautiful house. Um, ben helped me mow the yard for you. Oh, And I love that he, he doesn't – so many men don't understand this need for beauty. And he is – he's like, okay, I know that you – I know that you want – to have a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. He even ha- he had a dream about me winning a contest for like the most beautiful home, but also the most lived in. And he <laughs> told me, well, the beautiful part was you and the lived in part was me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Aww. wow, we both won an award. <laughs> so this morning I was like, I can't vacuum again. It's, I'm too tired. And he said, well, Allison needs to know we live here. <laughs> So, yes. Yeah. What was your question again? <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> That's okay. I, my question was, what are some practical ways that you show hospitality? And you did start to answer it. I mean, you said you like for it to be beautiful when people yeah. come here. And even mowing the grass is important to you. And so... Having something to drink. Yes. That... You are the first person to offer me tea. Wait. Would it be tea? Really? What, is, what are we drinking? <laughs> it's... Okay, so it's a it's a syrup. I think it's a syrup made from yes. Rose of Sharon flowers. Okay. Biblical flowers. Did you know this, people, that you can make probably tea or you can extract this syrupy it's like the it's like you're extracting the nectar when you boil this it nice. when you boil it in water and it makes this kind of thick, sweet liquid. And then she poured it in a glass and then she poured some berry flavored sparkling water. Over top of it, it's delicious. It is delicious. It's life changing. We might have to share the recipe if anybody happens to have rows of Sharon yeah. trees in their yard, which are biblical trees. Biblical trees, yes. But that was so sweet that you did that for me and oh, and gave me some flowers to take home and try it myself. Yeah. I'm excited. I hope you don't have to take the bugs with you. But well, that's okay. Maybe they'll strain out in the water when I make the thing. Okay, but tell me about prayer group. That's what I want to hear about. So Ben and I get to Hondo, and we're like, you know what? We don't feel super alone because, you know, everybody's been alone (laughs) for two years. That's right, COVID. So you got married in 19? We got married early 19, and, like, community just changed. Yeah. We got married, and... Suddenly, we didn't fit in. It was so weird. Mm. So many of our groups we were part of disbanded. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that's okay. We're married. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> you still need community when you're married, especially when you're newly married. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, life change, you get new friends, you know? Mm-hmm. 
soon as we come to Honda, we're like, finally, we can have community. First, right out of the box, I connected with St. Paul's Lutheran and talked to Joanne um, at the desk and immediately found out that she was related to the family who owned this house. And so, like, that was a huge blessing to have Mm -hmm. friends immediately. Mm -hmm. But the Lord was like, hey, hey. I want I want y'all to have a prayer meeting at your house. <laughs> and Jeanette, I want you to do the music. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we're like the new kids in the block. And we're like, hey, we're opening our home. There's still mu- like moving boxes. Yeah. And you know, it was it was hard. Like there's a lot of times where it's just me and Ben. So we're slowly like figuring this out. Meanwhile, the Lord gives us an incredible gift. The Lord has brought our very best friends to live in Hondo. What? I've never heard of a fairy story like it. Oh. I don't know how many times I asked the Lord um, if my friend Mira Dixon could be my neighbor. Oh. And now she is. That's they live amazing. on our street. That's amazing. And they have been ministering with us at our prayer meeting. A lot mm-hmm. of times just the four of us, but there's such, there's so many believers here that are ready for prayer. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as I know. I just know the Lord told me I have to be obedient. Mm-hmm. I have to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And that's the sacrifice sometimes. Yeah. But that's all I can give him. It's my obedience and my faithfulness. Yeah. And he uses it. So how have you seen him use that in the last 48 hours? We've been hearing about the world fall apart. For as long as anyone has been alive. And in the last few years, it's been insane. But um, 48 hours ago, mm-hmm. um, our neighbors in Uvalde suffered an incredible tragedy. Someone from their own town mm-hmm. um, gone down an elementary school. Um, there, there are no words to describe something like this. To a small town, mm-hmm. especially because it it wasn't a war where there were armed soldiers. These were innocent ones. These were little ones. Mm-hmm. And there's been an awakening in Hondo, just Christians who maybe the Lord has been stirring their hearts. I have watched so many people find their humanity again mm-hmm. through a horrible way. These are broken, devastated hearts, but it's incredible in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. There's been people moved to start prayer initiatives. The Lord is connecting people who are hungry for prayer. And these are things that Ben and I have had on our hearts too. So we're right in there with them. Mm-hmm. You may not know me, but mm-hmm. um, we're here. And um, yesterday evening, the last two evenings, I've gotten to join some prayer warriors. And yesterday we got to just hold signs on 90, um, the main road, mm-hmm. which is the connecting highway between Uvalde and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of Salvation Army and just people that are there for the aftermath. Um, and we were able to minister to some people who needed prayer. And I've never seen it's it's like my eyes have been opened to the power of prayer 
in a way that hasn't before. Because there is absolutely nothing else we can do, I can see it's not the last thing that you grab for when you're searching for a weapon. It's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's out of that that the Lord raises his army right. of responders. It makes me so grateful to serve a God who never lets any pain go to waste. Yeah. He is a good God. And he he can redeem anything. So that's where that's where we're fighting. That's where we're stationed. Um, I'm finding my worship voice again. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's been a journey. And it's just it's been cool. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, let's go into a time of rapid fire questions. What is your biggest homemaking fail so far? Are you telling me just say one? You can say whatever you would like. Oh, good, because I'm not <laughs> going to answer this rapidly. So Ben got really mad. He didn't get really mad, but I was like, where do I begin? <laughs> I fail every day, every moment. There are failures. But it's okay, because what happens when you're experimenting anyways? Yeah. You wade through the failures. And, you know, I don't cry anymore when I burn, <laughs> when I burn the food. I have tricks. I take, I remember what my mom did. You take the burned food in the pot and you take it outside. And you close the door. <laughs> you let it go off. And then you start planning your next meal immediately. Don't wait. Everything's going to experiment. When we moved here, it, I was in over my head. Mm. Like I thought I was a homemaker and then I was in over my head. It was so much. Yeah. Don't even talk about the internet. We had a scammer internet company, and it was painful. It was oh. the first time I lost us some money. Oh, no. And my mom said, this is the first time you will lose money. She's like, you will lose money. You will get money. You will learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Then you will make a new mistake, you know. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Homemaking is not a pass or fail. That has been my mantra. Mm-hmm. Because failing is something that has become my friend. (laughs) Okay, well, how about a recent homemaking win? Something you've done that you're proud of. So I asked Ben, Mm because I was like, hey, honey, tell me how great I am. (laughs) And he goes, look around. And I looked around, I'm like, what? (laughs) And he's like, Jeanette, look around. You picked up carpet off the ground. It looks great. There's wood floor. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. You painted the wall. It's beautiful. And every time it was, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. And I guess because of my philosophy on failing, it kind of messed with my philosophy on wins too. Uh-huh. But I, I want to celebrate my wins. Yeah. I really do. Being that we've only been in Hondo. A little over a year, Mm -hmm. and we're part of a vibrant community that loves the Lord Mm -hmm. from different churches, as well as being members at one of them. And we regularly open our home, Mm -hmm. and we already have a dog. Like, so many little things. I can celebrate those as wins. Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. What about... Your favorite homemaking hack or tip? You can always start over. 
Mm-hmm. You can always go take a shower, make another cup of coffee, <laughs> whatever you need to do. Yeah. I'm not a big napper, but I'm trying to learn how I can start over. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I will let you know later <laughs> when I find out. <laughs> okay. Good. Well, I want to talk about the art of home, but before we get into the specific questions, I want to talk about your art because I know you're an artist and I just want to hear a little bit about that as an outlet for you and what do you do and tell us, tell us about your art. So I've always artist, always, always drawing. Mm -hmm. Um, So when people go, oh, like how long did it take you to draw that? 25 years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I married Ben and I was I was tired of being introduced as the newlywed. Mm. So one time someone I did not know what she did, she said, What do you do? And I said, I'm a children's book illustrator, which was not true at the time. <laughs> that was what I wanted to do. And she said, Oh, cool. I have a publishing company. Oh. <laughs> also, we have a manuscript about talking trees. And I went, I can draw talking trees, which was also a falsehood. But, you know, once you say a lie like that, you just mm-hmm. you just bluff your way through. So my friend Mira, that is my neighbor and my friend, she and I actually became friends because she wrote a, uh, a children's chapter book okay. in which I drew the pictures years ago. So I had a published book. So I met... Tammy and her beautiful story about talking trees mm-hmm. and singing lemons. Mm-hmm. We published Levi and the Weeping Willow, which is part of a series. Okay. And that was summer of 2019. I was going to say it was right after you got married because mm-hmm. I got to see some of the artwork when I visited you. Yes. At your apartment. Yes. Andy's. I yeah. did that in the apartment. Uh-huh. And it was followed by Tammy's daughter had a story about Cowboy, the bird, who finds a new home. And then I followed that with Celebration Day, which is, again, about Levi and Squirt the Lemon. And just incredible storytellers. I got my first hardback done while we were moving to Hondo mm. by Shauna Strickland, mm-hmm. The Case of the Night Sneaker. Oh, very exciting. Meanwhile, my friend Mira is working on an incredible manuscript over time. Mm-hmm. I got to finally illustrate her manuscript that I might live. And it's an incredible, it's a fictional story about a young woman, a young girl in France during World War II mm-hmm. who was a Jewish descent. It's a story of the people around her mm-hmm. that helped her survive those times. Mm. The newest news is Jeanette has a manuscript now. <laughs> Yay! So I'm Aww. slowly working through my illustrations, but... Okay. Yes. That's I'm exciting. very excited about my own picture book. Mm-hmm. It's going to be enormous. Enormous? Yes. <laughs> the pictures <laughs> are going to be enormous. Okay. I mean, it's going to be like normal... Mount of pages, but right. I'm packing them full of beautiful pictures. Nice. I'm excited. Nice. A little scared too, but well, 
Got to do scary things because you don't know. If you hold back, yeah. you'll never know. Yeah. That is so exciting. I'm thrilled for you. So we'll make sure we link stuff in the show notes to find you and find these great books that are already published. Um, so how does how does being an artist help you see homemaking as an art? In drawing, proportion and form mm-hmm. is paramount. That's why I start pictures with my circle scribble stuff. So being able to see things... I have a very particular way of how I want things to look. Mm-hmm. And so this house, therefore, has become a playground for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm always moving things around because I need to see them for a while. But so design wise, yeah, very much. It's so much in common with the drawing. Mm-hmm. No, we don't take down walls or anything around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like my odd s- circular house. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, in very distinct rooms uh-huh. no open concept very old not very old original part of the house was built in 1935 so. yeah that's pretty old yeah. old for texas let's old, put it that way it, it is old for texas and in old for america it's almost 100 years old it is <laughs> it is until you meet someone from new england they're right. like oh and then they, they? And, and then they meet somebody from europe and they're like come on really? oh, oh there you go <laughs> We have a lot of listeners in Europe, and they're laughing right now. Um, (laughs) So how do you find beauty in the midst of that mundane work that we do have to do as homemakers? And where do you you look for beauty in those places of monotonous work? I have memories of my life where I stopped and said, stop. Just absorb. Take a picture. Mm -hmm. And I look back on those, and they're treasures. And it may have been a difficult time, but I don't care. It may have been a walking up the stairs type of time, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like an arrest where you stop and you just remember. And it, I feel like I have this little book of pictures that I can go through in my mind. And every place I've lived has a, its own book of pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't want to focus so much on my past. I want this time of my life to have more everyday memories than in the past Mm -hmm. because I know how precious they are. Mm -hmm. Finding just the right place to put my chair so the sun comes in in the morning or, you know, my husband has been working night shift a lot and, um, he goes in at one and comes back at like two or something. So it's not it's not horrible night shift, but I have all these flowers in my patio that are called four o'clocks because they bloom at four PM mm-hmm. and they have flowers all night. And it's a reminder to me that even I get something beautiful to look at mm-hmm. while everyone else is asleep. So I, I miss my mornings. We mm-hmm. both do. It mm-hmm. It is hard, but the Lord hasn't forgotten us. So I got a little night bloomer. She she hasn't been making blooms yet, but that's her job. <laughs> Get us through night shifts. Oh, <laughs> so I love that. So do you, so you stick with his schedule? Kind of, you kind of try to keep to his schedule or? It's very difficult to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. 
that is something I'm working on mm-hmm. is finding some kind of constancy for myself because yeah, it's difficult to match it to his. His day ends up being 13, 14 hours right. just because he drives, he commutes to Lackland mm-hmm. and it's 45 minutes each way. And then it's a 10 hour shift. Yeah. And we're grateful. We're grateful for his work. But yeah, it is for a time. It's, and that time will change. Yep. And there will be a new, new yep. schedule. So New schedule, different challenges. Different yeah. challenges. Change, that change. constant thing. Why is gratitude important in homemaking? Every time I remember to say thank you, it takes a black and white world and turns it into color. Mm. It's as close as I can get to a Midas touch. Mm-hmm. It changes everything. I think that is the moment where I have my little snapshot taken, mm. that memory, is when I stop and say, this is beautiful. We live in such a broken, terrifying world. But the Lord has so much grace for those of us that are living in it. Mm. So I want to treasure those in my heart. How can older women support you in your homemaking? What is something you wish that they knew about your experience? I've thought about this a lot, and I have a lot of friends that are older than me, and I forget all the time. <laughs> I, I rounded up their ages, and I realized all of them are twice my age at least, uh-huh. except Mira. Mira's my age. I think it's easy to look at my generation and say, oh, those girls are so young and young and chic. They've got it together. They're cool. Uh-huh. I had someone stop me in the parking lot at Walmart. Oh, I wish I was young and cool again. <laughs> it was because I was wearing a hat. That's all. That's all. I was like not feeling cool that day. And I just turned around and went, okay. <laughs> and she was only 10 years older than me. I, I Maybe I passed off for 18. I don't know. We're not all cool and chic <laughs> and put together as we look. But we work really hard to keep up the illusion. Mm. And I just want to break it to all of my sweet friends don't buy the lie mm-hmm. like we want to be part of your life i have a few friends out here that have just i have one friend in particular shout out to cynthia she just lets me into her life and she just comes into mine and we're she's like she's like my mom in hondo she'll bring me soup when i'm sick mm-hmm. um i have other friends um and if I start saying names, I'm going to leave someone out, so I better stop. Um, <laughs> you all know who you are. Okay? You know who you are. <laughs> I treasure my friends that are in a different life stage mm-hmm. because they're a gift from God. Yeah. So don't, my word would be, don't, don't be scared off by the fact that we'll maybe take pictures to make ourselves look like supermodels. <laughs> I love your answer so much (laughs) because it's so true. I mean, I'm almost 50 and I'm looking at this younger generations and I'm like, I never looked that good when I never had it that, I was never that together or like you said, chic or sophisticated looking. I just wasn't there. I was not there when I was their age. So thank you for shattering that myth. We we have to. Yeah. Um, I feel the pressure, mm. but I'm tired. I wear linen now. <laughs> and it wrinkles. <laughs> and I love it <laughs> because 
it's a lot of work and yeah, it's just a lie for mm-hmm. a lot of people. I do want to be beautiful. I do want to take care of myself, but not at the expense of the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's a we good. need you. We all we all need you. Don't be scared off. I was scared of my um, my own generation actually. <laughs> Like, how can you be friends with her? She's so cool. And then they said, you're cool. And I went, what? No. No. So see, everybody just thinks everybody else is cooler than them. And we just all need to stop doing that. Well, it's okay to, it's no, it's perfectly fine to be like, you're cool. But know who they are. Yeah. Well, thank you for your honesty. So let's talk to the younger woman. What advice would you give to a younger woman coming behind you, whether she's just got engaged or married or maybe even younger and she's still in that place that you were in for a while, sort of having a desire for that, but waiting, what would you tell her? I can't speak to a lot of things. I'll speak in my experience. I had never met anyone like who I wanted to have a life with. Mm. Um, and you know, I thought I did so many times. (laughs) Yeah. Um, when I, take stock of what the Lord has given me now that mm-hmm. is my reality. I realize the desires he gave me were not to tease me. Yeah. They were for me and they were from him. And I just, you, you, do, you hold them in your heart. Um, and if you can, you put them in a, physical place as a reminder because they're just as as important as those stones of remembrance that the Israelites had. Mm -hmm. It is a remembrance. I used to think desires were wasted somehow because they weren't real, but they were. Mm -hmm. I know now that they were because now I'm living the reality. Yeah. And the Lord gave, gave so much. So. That's what I would say to them. And just not everyone, it's marriage. For me, it was illustrating children's books. I, that was like such a random thing. I don't think I ever asked the Lord to do it because I just didn't even think. Like, would you ask? For, but yeah. as a child, I had my favorite children's books and I wanted to be part of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be part of making something that was nothing into something incredible and original. Yeah. I'm seeing a very cool parallel here between what what you just said about creating children's books and wanting to be a part of creating, taking something that was nothing and creating something beautiful and original and creative. And that's exactly what we do in our homes. Yeah. You know, you take something that God puts together, this husband and this wife, and create something that wasn't there before. And just makes this beautiful, original, amazing story. So you know that Loggins and Messina song, Danny's song. Mm-hmm. That line, "Now there is a family where there once was none," just gets me every time. Yeah, I love it. It's like an empty house is just a house. Mm-hmm. When people live there, it becomes a home. Right. The gift I want to give my family is a home. Not a house. Mm-hmm. I don't want my husband to come home from work and 
see a bunch of things that Jeanette wants him to get done. Mm. I want him to come home. I want him to put his feet up. And a lot of husbands have very trying jobs and my husband's no exception, but because I've chosen to give him a home, he wants to help build it with me. It's a beautiful home. And I thank you for having me in it. And thank you for sharing your story of home with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad you got to come visit me. Yes, me too. I hope you have enjoyed this homemaker portrait of Jeanette Rath. Whether you are dealing with physical pain, like a chronic illness, or emotional pain from trauma or loss, I think these words are so thoughtful and encouraging. Jeanette said, I'd like to discount myself from a difficult life but I don't want to step out of life because I'm afraid of what it might do to me. Fear immobilizes you. Fear not is in the Bible 365 times, once for each and every day of the year, my friend. No matter what life holds, God goes before you and he hems you in from behind. Raising kids in this world is scary. Exchanging two incomes for one so you can stay home is scary. Facing a diagnosis is scary. But God says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hold on to him, homemakers. He is faithful. He is just. He is good and he never lets any pain go to waste. Thank you for listening today. I pray you have been encouraged and inspired by this episode. We will be back next week with a deep dive into the art of how we use words in the home. It's going to be great. Don't forget to say hi over on Instagram or leave me a voicemail with your thoughts or suggestions. I would love to hear from you. If you have found value in this or any episode of the Art of Home podcast, and you'd like to give the show a little love, there's a few different ways that you can do that, and we appreciate them all. First off, share this episode with someone you know who could use some encouragement in her practice of the Art of Home. Secondly, you could leave us a rating and a review on your listening app. And finally, you can leave us a tip through our virtual tip jar, Buy Me a Coffee. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash theartofhome. You can give in $5 increments, as little or as much as you would like. Every little bit counts. It helps to offset the cost of producing this podcast. Thank you so much. Until next time, keep practicing your art of making a home.